0: So start with what success means to your firm, and then you have to work backwards from that. So that's that's strategy.
1: You're listening to Be That
0: Lawyer, life changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Each episode, your host, author and lawyer coach, Steve Brinson,
1: will take a deeper dive helping you grow your law practice in less time with greater results. Now, here's your host, Steve Fretzen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Be That Lawyer. I am Steve Fretzen. The host is the announcer just mentioned. I am, uh, wow, I'm shot out of a cannon, but I will tell you that it's only because my guest is so amazing and we're, we always have fun when we're together. It's lots of laughs and a little bit of a love <laughs> fest, but listen, that happens sometimes. Right, that's Right, Like right, Karen?
0: It is. it is. I mean, you know, how could you not love all these conversations? <laughs> Like it's such good value. I do enjoy the
1: conversation. I mean, listen, that's I get my you know excitement, my juice, my squeeze out of the squeeze from these conversations. Hearing from great professionals like you, and I appreciate you being on the show. Before we get crazy with this conversation, which I know is going to happen, I just want to mention everybody. If you're interested in learning more about Fretson, you can check out my website at Fretson.com. If you're interested in the books I've written. The most recent is an international bestseller Legal Business Development is a Rocket Science available on Amazon. It's a good deal. Grab one, support my son's 529. That's <laughs> where that money's going, all right? We yeah. all got to save for these kids. What is college now? It's got to be oh. 50, 50 on the low end of year to 80 on the high end. On the
0: low, yeah. I mean, that's right? like a state school, I think it's 50. Yeah, 50. Uh,
1: when I went yeah. it was like maybe seven. like 3. No. Oh, yeah. well, all in maybe 7. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe eight or ten i don't know yeah but yeah. Uh, my father it's saw that my, my father saw the fraternity house i was living in, he goes i don't want to pay for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. grumpy larry didn't like paying for the you know for the garbage house i was in yeah yeah well, that's life that's life so
0: full transparency all of the the proceeds from the book going to the 529 <laughs> it's going to the
1: 529 and i need a lot of books to sell exactly. to get to that to get to, you, know, it's a, you know what do you need eighty thousand a year yeah it's quite a few books
0: yeah anyway
1: yeah. well listen i appreciate you uh being on the show, and I'm glad um, to
0: be here. We've got a yeah, good conversation.
1: And in, in in Karen, the quote of the show. Let's yep. jump into that. Is yep. marketing is a contest for people's attention? That's the very famous yes. Seth Godin, right?
0: Seth Godin, yeah. He, I know we're going to talk about the book later, but there's a great book. This is marketing, and he really just narrows down the definition of what is and isn't marketing. And it's a lot. He, it's when I went through that book, I I read on a Kindle and. I highlighted probably half of every page. It was just like it was just there's just so much good stuff in there. But it's it is a it's a contest for people's attention, but it's also not just like let's throw stuff out there and see what sticks to the wall. You have to be doing better. And that's another Seth Godin thing. So, you know, with with law firms and lawyers, you're looking at how can you solve these people's problems? But sometimes like if you're an estate planner, it's not, they don't see it as a plan, a, a problem. It's more some potential issue down the road. Yeah. So in term, the way Seth Godin talks about it is, you know, how can you do better? How can you put, don't just throw out a whole bunch of content. Don't just write stuff for, you know, that's empty, find this problem that you can solve, try to solve it or do better or, you know, kind of create more for that client if that's what if that's what ends up having, helping to solve it.
1: Yeah. But I think lawyers give up on LinkedIn, social media network. I mean, things where they're not recognizing that And, and contest is, a, is, is, you know, that may be a little harsh or a little scary to think of it that way. But if I'm seeing a personal injury attorney out networking, and then I see them on a billboard or then I see them in an ad, and then when something happens, that's the, that's the contest, right? Right. And so if you're not out there, then where are you? You're hiding behind your desk, behind a computer screen, hoping that the phone's going to ring. Meanwhile, your competition is running circles around you. And again, you may not see that today, but in three, five, 10 years, you're not going to be as far ahead as, as they are.
0: Exactly. The two words that come up more often than anything else when I'm having these conversations is patience and consistency. So you cannot open your doors today and throw out, you know, 10 grand in pay-per-click and sit down at your desk and just think that the phone is going to start ringing. It's just not how anything works in this world. And it would be kind of weird if it did. I mean, think about how how from the the user side or the person who's your potential client from their side, like you are injured or you needed an attorney for whatever reason. And all of a sudden, you this person shows up on the street you have no awareness of who they are how they are going to offer you anything what the how they can serve you what you know answers they have to your questions but you're just going to walk through that door just blind nobody's that dumb (laughs) it's just
1: not how. no but i mean i think but i think if lawyers are looking to get their phone to ring quickly and they have money in the bank and they can do some pay-per-click to get to the top of google where it is it's not something that you know, let's say it's a criminal thing, right? Like I'm not going to my friend if I've committed a crime and telling my friend about it to get me a lawyer, unless we're really Absolutely. close. So that might work. But I think what we're talking about is building trust, building credibility, right. building a brand in a market that is swimming, you know, with other, you know, lawyers, yeah, arcs, if you will. Exactly. We need to. We need to. We need to get ahead of it, and I think that's going to be a big part of our our chat today. I just want to mention before we go any further, we've got some crazy great sponsors, including okay. Practice Panther and Legalese and Money Penny, all helping to automate and to make lawyers' lives better and taking things off their plate that most lawyers shouldn't be doing anyway, or tools to help them make sure that they're they're using their time in the most efficient way possible, yeah, uh, Karen. Conroy is the founder of Conroy Creative Council. This is your second time on the show. You're a two-timer.
0: That's right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> we love our two-timers. Yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Your repeat. And then maybe yeah. the three-peat, right? Like They're, the bowls exactly. back in the day. We have so
0: much to talk about. There's just an you know hours and hours of content available for us to talk about. <laughs> there is. There is. <laughs> yeah. But
1: we're not going to do that, are we? No, no, we're but gonna we focus. We have focus <laughs> and we <laughs> have discussed this ad nauseum yeah. to make sure that we are going to be staying on track. So exactly. before we get into the questions that I've prepared and the conversation we're going to go into, I think it would be really helpful for you to just share a little bit about your background and how you got into legal marketing and specifically into website creation.
0: Well, this story I tell mainly because it aligns with the way that I I know what works. So I started, so I, I have an MBA. I also previously worked for, I was the director of marketing at Century 21. So I worked with real estate agents before I worked with attorneys. So I'm a glutton (laughs) for (laughs) for working with all these wonderful people. Yeah. But so when I finished my MBA, it was at the height of the the previous recession. And I was starting, I was looking, when I finished my MBA, I thought I was going to be a consultant. I thought I was going to work with some major consulting firm and I was going to go out there and be traveling around and being that kind of fancy uh, business person consultant, making you know all the all the money, and then there's this recession. So on the side, I was making websites, and you know a lot of people knew that I knew how to make websites, and so I started making websites for a couple attorneys, and then it just kind of took off from there. Well, at the time, this was, the websites were HTML. They were like a brochure. They were completely. different product than what they are now. The technology was different. The presentation was different. The angle was different. The messaging, every single part of the way I did that project was different. And when I first started my firm, I positioned myself as the low cost leader. So uh, in your MBA, you go through a course which, which talks about positioning and how to kind of And there's three main areas. You can either have some kind of point of differentiation where you have a unique product in your way, you know, high quality, high whatever. But what I started out as was the Walmart of websites. And I was advertising on Lawyerist. At the time, Lawyerist was just like a guest posting website. Everybody was just kind of throwing in content. But that's what blogs were at the time. So I was writing all about marketing there and I was advertising websites for $975. People to this day still think that that's what a website should cost. (laughs) Wait a second. It doesn't? I'm so confused. (laughs) I mean, there are places on this planet where you can get a $975 website. Do you want that website representing your firm? No. Like that is the worst idea I've ever heard. But, you know, this was 2008, 2009, somewhere, you know, this was a long, long time ago. So we're talking ancient history and total different approach. So that worked. It worked for a long time for me. I got a huge influx of traffic, a huge influx of clients. Some of those clients have ridden all these waves with me for decades, you know, more than a decade now. But what they have seen is that I've made these major changes where I looked at my positioning and I looked at the kinds of clients I was getting and it was not working at all. I was getting these, you know, bottom feeder clients that micromanaged me, did not see the value in a website, did not see the value in my work and would basically I'm not kidding, the, the number of times I would have a client a potential client call and say, "I saw this website that you did. Can you just swap out the logo and put my name everywhere? Like do a find and replace." <laughs> it's like
1: Wait a second. That sounds like a legal contract. <laughs> I need a estate plan. Just give me the contract. Just take out right. their name, and put mine in.
0: Yeah. So, so I would never work with those people. But then I, the 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 big tipping point was that it was just I was just banging my head against the wall. These clients were I was struggling with them, and I was trying to raise my prices, and they were pushing back. And once in a while, I would get a client who was great, and I would say oh my gosh, how do I do more of that? And the reason I present this is because this is the right path forward. So avoid those years of struggle that I had and start in the right way where you don't have to then backpedal, change your positioning and get this pushback from people who know you as this one thing. And now you're changing saying, No, now I'm not this Walmart kind of, you know, I don't offer Walmart services. Now I'm going to try to tell you that you should pay more." And all these years, I've been telling you a different thing. So I had a coach. I went through a whole bunch of different courses. I did some classes that uh, courses that didn't work at all for me that um, I tried and tried a bunch of things. And in the end, I changed my positioning, find, found the right messaging, got everything aligned. And this probably took two years to get everything cleaned up from all those years of presenting it in a different way. And finally, I went on that right path, got everything aligned, cleaned up the the messages that weren't aligned with this new message. And it was one of those things you hear about where you've got like the hockey stick in, in revenue, you're getting, I'm getting the right clients. I'm, you know, this, my stress level was going down as my income was going up. So. Would
1: you uh, say, but would you say that that was your, uh, and this is the new segment, be that lawyer tipping point. You mentioned tipping point, but was this like, when you think about your career and where you were and where you are now, was there one thing in particular that, that happened to you or that you did that was like completely took you in? Like I, like I hired a coach and that coach showed me so-and-so-and-so or whatever, like, what was that?
0: So I did hire a coach who is also now part of our team and she does all of our strategy we, we, every project includes this because I've, I've personally seen the value of this. And so yeah. that was the tipping point. Okay. Where we, cha- okay. and that was changing the messaging, changing the positioning. Okay. Aligning everything with going after the the right clients with the right budgets yeah. and, you know, all of that. So that was that, that was that tipping point. And I
1: just, just kind of add that the importance of having someone from the outside. Yes. Take a look. So, like, I have the Be That Lawyer you know, podcast and in column with Chicago Daily Law Bulletin, it's all over my website. I didn't come up with that. People think that I did. I didn't. I had a much smarter branding expert friend of mine. Shout out to Greg Miller and team. And they, they showed me five, six, eight different ways that I could express sort of my value proposition. And when I saw be that lawyer, confident, organized, skilled rainmaker, boom, I was like, that's it. You locked it. That's the lawyers that i work with be they are that lawyer. They're the one yeah. that people are talking about because they're killing it and i was like that's exi- like you just nailed it. So yeah. i just never would have come up with that on my own. So i like well, to give myself credit but i but not for not for really good smart ideas like that.
0: But that's an important part of running a business too is knowing where your strengths are. So this was yeah. another thing we did at the end of my MBA we did a Myers Briggs but we also did At the time it was called the Gallup Strength Finder and now they've like sold it to somebody else. But either way, it's the Strength Finder test where you kind of figure out, you've probably done this, right? With your clients where you find out what your strengths are and, but you also find out what your weaknesses are. And when you apply this towards your team, first of all, for me, it it takes a lot of the weight off because it's like, okay, I'm really not good at the being super soft and like, being super soft and fuzzy with my clients. I'm not that person. I'm yeah. super analytical. I'm super driven. So my strengths are an- analytical and whatever the word is where you just get stuff done. Like the executor. Results driven. Like, yeah. It's something like some word like executor, but in yeah. a nicer way. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah. Doesn't you're like not you're executing
1: people, but right, you're, executing you're executing on your stuff. Right. right so Just so like, we're clear.
0: You're not killing right. me. Okay. And right, exactly. That's <laughs> important, not necessarily important part to clarify, you know. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Get you in trouble. No blood involved.
1: No blood involved.
0: But when I start meetings, I have to tell myself, okay, slow down, say hello, be, you know, be social for a moment because I'm so amped to get this stuff done and yeah. to show results. And that's just my personality. Yeah. So I have to hire for those weaknesses. So I hire people on my team who are going to make sure that they follow. And they have those soft skills that are going to fill in those gaps. It's not that I'm going to sit here and waste time trying to be a different kind of person than I am. I'm not. That's a waste of my time. And I'm just not going to do that very well. I'm going to find the right people that are going to fill in those gaps for me.
1: All right. So I think we're on the exact same page with that and and the importance of, of, leveraging other people to, to yes. help, you know, fill in the spaces and the gaps.
0: Did you know that 36% of potential clients would take their business elsewhere if they had a bad call experience, roll out the red carpet for your callers and website visitors with experienced and professional money penny receptionists Our awesome team, super powered by technology. will get to know your business inside out so they can answer calls and respond to web chats exactly as if part of your team. Start your free trial by quoting the name Fretson and get started today with Money Penny. With the help of Practice Panther, our office is more efficient than ever. We now provide an even higher level of service to our clients.
1: I've collaborated with Practice Panther for years and I'm always hearing from happy customers just like that one. Practice Panther wants to save you up to eight hours every week and I want to save you money. All my listeners can get an exclusive discount 50% off your first three months. Learn how your firm can boost productivity with automated workflows, custom intake, and native e-payments by visiting practicepanther.com/slash be that lawyer to discover more and claim this deal. Legalese Marketing is not your traditional marketing vendor. Instead, we're a true fractional CMO that helps you save time and spend your money the right way to build the practice of your dreams. We help through the entire process. From customizing your intake system to driving leads and even getting more reviews afterwards. Schedule your free call at LegalEaseMarketing.com. So let's get into the weeds though on, on, on our main topic for today, which is around websites. And so what are what are most law firms doing wrong with their websites? I mean, I, I, I'm i on the internet all day looking at, you know, some websites that blow my mind and other websites uh, that that make me want to just put my head down and cry. And, yeah. you know, they're from the 2000s, you know, brochure <laughs> stripped yeah. down the middle of the screen. You got <laughs> right. more space on the sides than down the middle. Right. I mean, and they're all static and they're old and they, you know, it shows up um, that they don't have the secure, like, it's yeah. like, oh my God. So, so what are, what? I, mean, I just, I just listed a few things, but.
0: Yeah. What, well, there are, are so many things. There are yeah. so many things that, that can go wrong. And the two main places that I like to focus are that number one, you have your own plan. So so many people come to me, and they their initial kind of push to think about a new website is because their competitor did, and so they're like, "Oh my gosh, that is so nice!" Like you know, it's keeping up with the Joneses, Make and that look like that. Yes. And like I was saying earlier, people who contact me and say, Hey, I just want this website. Can you throw my logo on it and swap out my name? Yeah. And so the story that I love to tell is that I recently, I have a first grader and I was just recently volunteering in her uh, classroom and the teacher sat them all down and they're all like six, you know, they're sitting, they can't sit still. They're sitting down on the rug with the teacher and she says, Okay, kids, I want to talk to you about something really important. So why is it important not to, copy your neighbor's work (laughs) and they're all like oh no like who did it they're looking around yeah and so this one little girl raises her hand and she says because it might be wrong (laughs) and and so then this is this amazing teacher and she has them all look at her and repeat like together it might be wrong so like If first graders can figure this out, (laughs) we're not going to copy up our neighbor because they might not know what two and two is. Then why are you as a lawyer who went through law school, how are you not understanding this concept that first of all, you have no idea what's going on in that law firm. You have no idea if their strategy and their plans align with what your strategy and your plans are. Like, let's hope you have that to begin with. You have no idea what's happening in the back end of that website. If it's a mess and they put up that new website and their traffic tanked and it's, you know, it's, it was a bad idea. So why are you trying to cheat off of your neighbor whose plan you only see on, you know, like 1% of the very superficial level of what's happening with that website?
1: Yeah. And so I think, I think, you know, what, what they're doing wrong from my perspective to add on to what you're saying is. They don't really, they don't really understand like what the website is there to accomplish, and it's different for everyone. You know, yeah. some people it might be more about the visual and the branding, and just just having a good, nice place for people to go to know that they're professional, right? To to show yeah. off that that expertise and that professional professionalism. Yeah. Then the other side of it is, you know, is it lead generation? Is it for cultivating new laterals and new hires? Right. I had, I had a guy once and I love this guy, but he, he managing partner of a firm and I had him look at his website and I said, I said, you know, what do you like about your website? What do you don't like? He goes, I don't care about anything. I just look at the phone number and then I call that number. That's what I use websites for. And I, and that's why his website was a disaster because he yeah. had no clue what real people, other people use a website for. It right. isn't about what he uses it for. He's right. not the client. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The way that he searches for stuff based on the fact that he's also results driven. Right. Just go for the throat. I want the phone number. That's all I care about. Nothing on right. the website matters, but the phone number. Right. Other people are like, no, I want to understand the value. And I want to understand that they they understand me, that the that the solutions they have are for the problems that I'm, you know, inc- exactly incur- you know inc- incurring.
0: So what you're describing is strategy, obviously, uh, obvious to me and you, maybe not to everybody who's listening, but what you're describing is having a plan. So start with what success means to your firm, and then you have to work backwards from that. So that's, that's strategy. Like, who are your clients? What language do they use? How do you speak to them? Because your clients, if you're a personal injury attorney, have a completely different idea of what they need off of your website than um, some estate planning attorney in Tennessee in some small town. And in that small town, that estate planning attorney, they may only want that that phone number, but they may think that that's what they want. But they also want to land on that site and think, oh, she looks nice. She looks like she gets this and she's done this before. And she can answer my questions. and she looks like she's probably put this website together sometime in the last millennia and you know when i call then i'm going to get that feeling it from her office too it's not that my phone call is going to go on a pile somewhere collecting dust like this website i will get responded to things will be handled my questions will be answered and so all of that psychology of that buyer who's you know, let's be honest. These are buyers. You want to call them clients. You want to use all this different legal language to call yourself a firm and not a business and a, you know, clients and not customers, but these people are buying from you. There's a financial transaction that happens here. Well,
1: maybe, maybe they're buying from you. Maybe not.
0: Right. They're potential (laughs) buyers. They're They're potential potential buyers. buyers. So,
1: you know, how are, how are you, how are you leveraging the strategy to accomplish the goals of the firm, to accomplish the goals for your business. And you're not even thinking about that. You're just saying I want something pretty up on the screen. That's not right. a strategy. That's no. just just, no. just blind intuition and, and and lust for something that you liked somewhere else.
0: I can hear some arguments in people who are listening right now that this idea that I don't really need that fancy website. My clients all come in from referrals. I know you hear this every day, and so do I. Yeah. And I don't the website. It's not important to me. I do just want it to look pretty. I'm going to put a pretty picture. So my argument for that is that that's fine. You now have what's called a validation website. And so those websites are for people who maybe have your name and they've been referred to you or maybe for whatever reason, they're they're coming to your website with this, the decision is partially made. That's a warm lead. It's not just this cold lead. They didn't get your you know, website off of a billboard. But they need to understand something before they are going to convert and either email or or call you. And that is the psychology that you have to get right in your messaging and your language and your visuals in order for that conversion to happen. There's something that needs to happen on that website. And it's not just, let me see your phone number. Because then all we would have is websites with phone numbers and nothing else. I mean, I
1: I told my web person lately... Like, you can put my phone number on there, but I I, I don't expect any calls. Nobody calls yeah. me. My phone doesn't ring. I get emails. I right. you know I get website forms filled out. That's right. how people want to communicate with me. Um, but
0: that's your positioning. And so I don't have my phone number on my website either because I get SEO companies calling me from Bangladesh. There you want, go. You know, yeah. So I do not want my phone number anywhere. Also, my positioning is quality and prestige. So I do not work with every firm. Right. This is this positioning that I switched and that tipping point we were talking about earlier. I absolutely do not work with every firm, nor would I ever want to, because I have, you know, and I'm sure you do too. We have this uh, kind of sales process where we see if we are a good fit to work together. If you see the value in my work, you have the budget for it. You know, we go through this whole step-by-step process. So the first step is for you to t- take a look at my website, see if we're a good fit, and see if you're going to follow those steps that I'm putting in front of you to provide me that information. And this is the same thing we do with our clients. So if, if your positioning is that high prestigious kind of uh, law firm and you're slapping phone numbers and like the guy is walking out of the screen and he's got like the chat bot and whatever, those are clearly misaligned and people psych psychologically land on that site. And they think, what is happening here? I'm confused. This doesn't make sense. I thought they said, you know, whoever gave me this person's name said that they really know what they're talking about. They've been around forever and they, you know, they went to this Ivy League school or whatever they they said. But now this website is a mess and it doesn't speak to me on that level in any way.
1: Okay, so we 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 understand that that having someone evaluate your firm and the, and what the firm is looking to, or the individual is looking to accomplish and talking about strategy really important. Before you dive in and just start building something, the yeah. other big question that lawyers have, and I have, and we all have, right, was yeah. we, we, how how are you know why is pricing such a mystery? Like it's like yes, got some people that are you know hundred thousand to a million. You've got some people that are do whatever for fifteen hundred, and they call that you know you know a good website. And yeah. then everybody in the middle. So so how do we figure out as buyers of marketing? websites, how do we figure out where we should land?
0: Where the budget should be? Well, it's it's just as complicated of a question as where your clients are coming from too. So your clients
1: like how much is a bag of groceries?
0: How much is a divorce? You know, and so your clients are coming to you thinking, hey, I saw a $99 divorce on LegalZoom. Why should I not do that?
1: Or sounds great.
0: What is the difference between that and you and so it's the same with any kind of complicated purchase like this, where there's, it, it depends. There's gray areas. If you think that, you know, you can go on Fiverr and get yourself a website and that maybe marketing should be cost, costing $5, you, you know, you're going to get what you pay for. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah, yeah. There was also this like $99 logo website ages ago. And it was never $99. Like you would start out and then in the end, it was like five, $600 for a logo. But, um, so starting with that number in mind and then backing into it is not, it doesn't make any sense. It's like saying, okay, I want a car and it's like saying, I want a Porsche, but I've got $5,000. <laughs> so like, I actually, how I actually
1: I- bought one for around there years ago and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> By the time I had it fixed up, it wasn't quite so much. It was so not $5,000. $5, so <laughs> it was not $5,000, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. The, which would make me a good analogy to what you're saying.
0: Exactly. And so saying, okay, I want the Porsche. I've got five grand. Like, how can I make that work? You're going to end up with a Porsche that's probably 45 years old and covered in rust. And the equivalent is for any kind of marketing strategy. So you can't set a budget without knowing what success means for you. You yeah. can't figure these things out before you define what that means so you start once again with a strategy and you pl- make this whole plan and you lay it all out and then you break it up okay so if our plan is to go after let's say you've got a very tech forward law firm and you really want to go after firms in the in the bay area and you want to work with startup companies and it's very edgy and you know your positioning is innovative and so right there, just that description of those few sentences that I've given you should tell you what kind of language you should be using, who your clients are, what kind of things they're looking for, and where they are. So those clients may be on you know, social media. That may, would be a completely different approach than that Tennessee kind of client who is in that small town that I was describing that may want to just meet you in person or make a phone call. Yeah. So the approach and that budget, it all has to depend on who you're talking to. What matters to them, and that whole plan that you're going to plan out, and then dividing that up into like manageable pieces that make sense for 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 what that budget is. Right. We do have a quiz on our website where you can like calculate a budget based on okay, we have this many clients, we're trying to do these kinds of things, and it'll give you a nice range. Can, so
1: we, can we can we put that in the show notes? Can you can you send yeah. that? Did you put that in your in your form originally or no? Show notes because I think people you. would like to fill that out. I you know. I'm always curious about that type of stuff. And I think other people would be too. And if there's a quick and easy way to get an idea about like what I want to accomplish with my business and then what's kind of an idea of what it would be, that could be really helpful. That'd be a good
0: takeaway. Yeah, And it it gives you a good sense of, okay, these are the different pieces that that you, if you're trying to accomplish like national exposure, like you've reached a certain level, you're trying to get out there. These are the kinds of things that you need to consider. And then here's a range for what that budget would be. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's something that you were thinking about doing this year. You look at that budget and you're like, okay, we're maybe maybe next year <laughs> or yeah. maybe not, you
1: know. <laughs> right, right. Well, you can kick things down the curve, but that isn't always the best, the best way to go, especially if if you're missing out on opportunities and, and other again, as we mentioned, other people aren't. You gotta exactly. stay with the time. So let's let's wrap this up though with the game changing book, Karen. It's it's this is marketing. You mentioned that earlier by Seth Godin. Seth Godin, yeah. What's, what's, I know you mentioned you, you highlighted half that book and all that. I love books like that. It's, it's the books that give me 300 pages and the whole book could have been summarized in like two sentences. Yeah. Those books, I love them because the two sentences are amazing, like right. the theme of the book, but you're not really getting actionable tactical things that you can go and execute on. And it sounds like this book is more aligned yeah, with it's,
0: that. It's a combination because it gives you some good theory and then it gives you good actionable takeaway things. Um, the, the one that I'm going to focus on as the sort of closer is he talks about these kind of, you know, five, five main steps to any kind of marketing campaign. You kind of invent a thing, you design it, you kind of put together your strategy and your story and you spread the word. But number five is the one that most people totally forget or skip out, or they think, okay, forget number, you know, we'll just go to four. And it's being consistent and showing up on a regular basis. And it's that thing that you hear over and over where people say, oh, they're an overnight success that's been working on it for the last 10 years. Yeah, that's a great quote. I love that. So you've been consistently showing up, being patient with it, and providing value, you know, building that confidence and trust and kind of earning that permission for people to continue to remember your name and be there. And that's the hardest part for most people is, yeah. I, you know, they want this urgency. They want it now. They want results. And they, they, we typically say good that things should, take time. Exactly. We say you shouldn't really be looking at your metrics much more frequently than once a quarter. Once a quarter is a good enough time for you to be, you know, getting results, but, you know, not too fast where you're being a little bit, you know, antsy about it. That's like so, my
1: dad, my dad looking at the market to see how his stuff yes, is doing. And it's exactly. like every day is a roller coaster. But if he just stopped doing that, he realized exactly. it's going up over time. Don't be, a day, time.
0: Yes, Don't be exactly. a day trader,
1: you know, yes. just you know, look at it over the course of time. Exactly. Um, Karen, yes. if people want to reach out to you to learn more about uh, Conroy Creative and they want to meet with you, they want to, you know, take your test, yep. whatever it might be, what are the best ways for them to reach you?
0: It's all on the website. So it's ConroyCreativeCouncil.com and we've got the website, the quiz, there's tons of blog posts, all kinds of stuff on there. So yeah, really the website's great. the best place to, to start.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the guest, you two-timing friend. <laughs> exactly. two-timing. We'll make
0: it a three-time
1: at some make point. It yeah. sounds better than two-timer, but yeah, I just exactly. I appreciate you. I appreciate, you know, our friendship and I appreciate your, your sharing your wisdom and yeah, let's get you back real soon. Um, but, awesome. Um, I'm happy to be here. Good stuff all around. Yeah. Good Thanks stuff. Thanks so good much. Stuff. Yeah, listen, this is what I do. It's one of the things <laughs> I do. I'm very busy. Yeah. Uh, this, this is one. Uh, yeah. and people do tell me that I am incredibly consistent with my social media that they see yes. me every single day. I've got, you know, tons of content and stuff. So I think I'm, I'm somewhat aligned with what you're saying. You're following.
0: So yeah, we're following oh. the same plan. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm
1: trying. Yeah. Well, listen everybody, you need to follow that plan. You need to start being consistent with your business development, your marketing, your website, the things that are going to ultimately make you happy and wealthy and better. So, you know, listen, be that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, a skilled rainmaker. Take care. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Visit Steve's website, fretson.com, for additional information and to stay up to date on the latest legal business development and marketing trends. For more information and important links about today's episode,
0: check out today's show notes.